0: All right. Hi, this is uh, William Simmons, and I would like to welcome you to the very first episode of Al's Senior Moments, a new podcast focusing on senior adult and retirement age issues. Uh, This podcast is sponsored by Medicare Strategies. Uh, When you need local Medicare insurance guidance and expertise, call Medicare Strategies. And today I'm excited and thankful to have our very first guest. Uh, who is Jen Manning, and she is the development manager for the local Alzheimer's Association. And now, you know, the name, Al Senior Moments, people joke about things like losing their keys or forgetting what they, you know, went into the kitchen for. Uh, But Alzheimer's is a much more serious topic, and that's why I wanted uh, to have Jen on today to talk about this and to share about the local resources of the Alzheimer's Association and uh, just get into more details of how they can be of help, and maybe someone can uh, receive some help from our podcast today. So, Jen, thank you for being with us, and if you would, maybe share a little uh, back about your background and how you came to be a part of the Alzheimer's Association, uh, we'd appreciate it.
1: I would love to let y'all know a bit more about me before we dive into stuff about the association um, Thank you so much William for putting this podcast together I think it might be something that's going to be really helpful for people and we really appreciate you reaching out to the Alzheimer's Association um, I uh, my name is Jen Manning and I am a Huntsville native and just moved back here several years ago I lived away for about 10 years and came back to a city I didn't recognize in a good way. Lots of stuff going on, lots of growth happening. Um, I have a degree in elementary special education, and I was a teacher at a residential school for children with autism for several years before pursuing a 14-year career in youth ministry and church administration. And about three years ago, I was looking to move out of church work into the nonprofit world. And started working for the Alzheimer's Association, and right now I work in development and special events, and it's been a really eye-opening experience, and I'm so grateful to work for an association like ours and to work for our constituents and for our really incredible volunteers.
0: Wow, you you have some ministry experience as well, so (laughs) we both do. Uh, I worked as a hospice chaplain for about six years and um, understand a little bit about that, so... That's great. Now, tell us a little bit about the, the, the goals, the purpose of the Alzheimer's Association locally, and you know how you go about doing what you do.
1: Okay. So the Alzheimer's Association is a, uh, a national nonprofit, and we are broken into local chapters. So I work for the Alabama chapter, and the Alzheimer's Association is the leading voluntary health organization in Alzheimer's care, uh, support, and research, and we are the third largest funder of Alzheimer's research in the world, um, only behind the United States and Chinese governments, Um, so we are making quite an impact in the research world, and our vision is a world without Alzheimer's and all other dementia, and our mission is that we are leading the way to end Alzheimer's and other dementia by accelerating global research, driving risk reduction and early detection and maximizing care and support locally. Mm. And we, we do that in, in three kind of major ways. Um, so the first one is care and support. So we work on a national and local level to provide care and support to those who are being affected by Alzheimer's and other dementia. And I think we're going to talk a bit more about this care and support, um, efforts in in a bit, we do want to focus on that stuff, especially what we have available locally. Um, So we have care and support as our first pillar, advocacy as our second. So we are the um, leading voice for Alzheimer's disease advocacy, fighting for uh, critical Alzheimer's research and care initiatives at the state and and federal level. You're going to regret having me on your podcast.
0: (laughs) No, I'm I'm going (laughs) to stumble over my
1: words. (laughs) Um, Alzheimer's disease is one of the most critical public health issues in the United States, and it's um, the most expensive disease that we're fighting right now. And so that's why we are unrelentingly advocating for public policies all the time that will increase critical research funding and support for those being affected. Mm -hmm. And we've got people volunteering on Local level, state level, and national levels to help persuade our policymakers to make Alzheimer's a national priority. And we get support on on both sides of the aisle. Um, our political climate right now, people don't always like working together. And but our our color, our signature color is purple. It's red and blue mixed together. Mm-hmm. So we um, we have some really great support from a lot of our representatives. Um, and people can get involved through. Our Alzheimer's Impact Movement, which is our advocacy arm of the association, they can become an ambassador for their local representative, and people can also help us make phone calls and send letters to our reps. Um, A lot of folks often don't realize how much of an impact things like that really make. Um, But we've seen, um, just as an example of something that our advocates do, we've seen research funding through the National Institute of Health go from $448 Four hundred and forty-eight million dollars in twenty eleven to two point eight billion dollars in twenty twenty, and that that is solely due to our advocacy efforts with the Alzheimer's Impact Movement. So we've seen that funding increase um, sixfold over the past, you know, um, right at about ten years. Mm-hmm. So it's incredibly important work. So care and support, advocacy, and then. Um, research. So as the largest nonprofit funder of Alzheimer's research, we're committed to advancing research towards methods of treatment, prevention, and then ultimately a cure. So at any at in, any given moment, research is happening. We've got research happening all around the world. So while we're sleeping um, here, someone across the world is, is working in a lab on our research. Um, we've got $250 million committed to um, over 700 projects in 40 countries, and those include projects that are exploring processes like brain inflammation and immunity, uh, genetics and cellular properties and functions that might normally protect and maintain nerve cells in the brain but are being diminished in those with dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, we've got folks looking at that. We've also got research investigating brain scans and fluid biomarkers like blood tests and other clinical tools. That are aimed at uh, earlier and better diagnoses, um, timelier interventions, and more effective monitoring of the disease. Um, and then, of course, we also have projects going on to explore novel treatments for potential drug and and non-drug interventions. So we're we're committed to looking at this on from all all angles, which is exciting and leads us to be more hopeful than than ever before to find that first survivor
0: of Alzheimer's. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's really a complicated uh, issue and disease Uh, because (laughs) so many, you know, not only the person who, you know, has the disease, but how it affects family and family's ability to work and support them and the support they need. It really, you know, Speaking of the financial implications of it is just tremendous i I can't even imagine there's you can hardly even put a number on it the way it in some sense but uh now let's talk a little bit about um if you would kind of defining Alzheimer's versus just dementia because I know that that kind of uh gets a little confusing frankly <laughs> for for a lot of us. And, and would you mind just kind of giving a little defining factors for for both?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. That's one of the questions that we do get asked pretty often, and uh, the way we describe it, and there there's a picture of this on our website, is that dementia is the is the umbrella term. So. Um, Dementia is not a specific disease. It's an overall term that's descri- describing a group of symptoms, uh, which can, you know, most people when they think about dementia or Alzheimer's, they're thinking about memory loss, especially that mm-hmm. short-term memory. Mm-hmm. But it also it also is affecting things like communication and language, uh, the ability to focus and pay attention, uh, changes in visual perception, changes in reasoning and judgment. So there's, there's quite a lot of... Um, of symptoms that can be associated with it, and dementia is that overall umbrella, and Alzheimer's falls underneath that as the most um, prevalent form of dementia. So, Alzheimer's is actually a form of dementia under that umbrella. Okay. There's also frontotemporal dementia, vascular dementia, which is associated with um, with your blood cells, um, and then there's you know there's Lewy body dementia, which is often associated with uh, Parkinson's disease. And there's also mixed dementia It's pretty prevalent. Sometimes it is difficult, especially in the beginning stages, to get a definitive diagnosis of which type of dementia or if it's Alzheimer's. Um, and so our association, actually, while we're called the Alzheimer's Association, um, we focus on our research and care and support for anyone with any dementia diagnosis. You don't have to have a diagnosis of Alzheimer's um, for us to be providing care and support. And we have research focusing on, on all of those different types of dementia.
0: Uh Let me ask, um, you know, kind of getting into the kind of support that y'all provide, what, you know, if a family member is concerned about someone, hey, they notice some symptoms and things like that, what do you recommend their first step? I mean, you know, should they call their doctor? Should they call the Alzheimer's Association? What is a good first step for families who are concerned about a loved one?
1: I think that's a great question. I would say the first step is um, if you've noticed it in yourself or somebody that you love is to not ignore the symptoms. A lot of people will say, "Oh, you know, I'm sure I'm just scattered or it'll go away." So, not ignoring those symptoms is is the best first step, um, and then you can certainly call us um, and. We always recommend people to call their their uh, health provider to make sure that they're getting a cognitive test done, and that they can talk to their doctor um, to make sure that that they are getting a diagnosis. And it may it may not be dementia. if Somebody has some of these symptoms; it could be another health uh, issue that a healthcare provider can help with. So we always tell people talk to your physician or your provider, and then to call us. And you can call our local association number. Um, I guess we can go ahead and just talk about our other support programs Yeah. kind of right in. Yeah, that's uh, good. I, I think the best thing that we offer as an association is our helpline. So we have a 24-hour helpline. It's free. You can call as many times as you want. It's available around the clock every day of the year. Um, and it's staffed with specialists and master's level clinicians who offer confidential support and information to people who are living with dementia to caregivers um, and families and also just to the general public if you have anybody has any questions or um, would like resources. So um, those care consultants on that line can help refer people back to um, local care resources that are available. Uh, They can help people with behaviors that they may be seeing in their loved one. Um, But they can also help people who are either in those early stages and have just received a diagnosis or somebody who thinks they may, um, you know, maybe showing some symptoms kind of on those, what, what those next steps can be. So we always talk about there, these are people who really can be with you on that journey of, okay, well let's talk about right now. Here's the next, here's the next couple of things you can do. Uh, Um, And I think it's so important.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, you mentioned the idea of just not ignoring it because I mean, I'm, Sure, I think most of us, if we thought we were having some it would be scary. there's a you sure, know sure. fear and you know whether we want to deny the you know the we're having the symptoms or whatever, and so ignoring it uh I can see where a lot of people would want to do that and yeah. but you know really addressing it, trying to address it, and you know we live in a society now that you know stress is a major factor. For a lot of people and people wonder, we know that people under a high level of stress can can cause you know, forgetfulness and things like that. So it is important to speak with a professional, your your health care providers and to get a good assessment of what really may be going on. Uh,
1: Absolutely. And we're all pretty good. I mean, we all do that, right? With any kind of we have an ache or a pain or something new that's happened, we're like, oh, it'll probably go away or you know, I think, uh, at least for me, I put off going to the doctor sometimes for different things. And um, for something like this, it is really important to see, to make sure you talk to your physician. Because uh-huh. early, that early intervention is really uh, significantly important. Uh-huh. And then we also, besides our helpline, we've also got support groups that are going on for folks in the early stages and for their for caregivers, Um Those meet in person locally. Uh, Normally, we're doing virtual right now because of uh, COVID-19, but we also have some online support groups for folks who may not have a support group close to their house or who, uh, for whatever reason, can't make it into a support group. And then our website has a ton of information to help caregivers and people with uh, a diagnosis or who might think that they are going to get a diagnosis to help navigate that and and really make sure that they've got all the information that they need. We um, Our website has a lot of information. If anybody is trying to navigate it and needs some help, I'd be happy to help them out because it really is. We try to put everything possible on there to give as many resources as possible. And it, it really is a, a good uh, resource of a lot of different information.
0: Yeah. And is that, would you share that website with us? Uh, well,
1: yes, yes, I would love to. It's alz.org. Okay. And once you get on there, you can navigate around and through that. Um, We'll also come and do, uh, all of our services are free. We'll come and do an educational workshop for any group that will listen to us. Uh, We've talked to church groups, to chambers, to nursing schools, to high school students. We think that education is, is vital when it comes to making sure people have the information that they need. I spoke to a group last week as part of a corporate initiative we're working with with a company and two of the people in that group um, are currently caregiving for somebody who have alzheimer's and one of the ladies said it never occurred to me to call y'all i didn't know what to do i didn't know who to talk to and so um you know we try to make sure that we're out there in the community as much as possible and letting people know that that we are available and want to help so um we'd be happy to do an educational workshop for anyone we doing those um, we've been doing those on zoom also if that's easier for a group and our website has a lot of courses educational courses on it as well everything from learning about the 10 signs of dementia and alzheimer's to um communication strategies on how to communicate with somebody who has dementia
0: yeah it's i mean it's you know education is certainly important and it affects so many people in a family you know the uh, whether it's a spouse or children or even grandchildren. Um, you know, when you have a <clears> – <throat> it's just a – it can be a very challenging situation. And maybe it's – you know, this is maybe going a little further in the conversation, but, you know, for family members, what, what tends to be the one of the more difficult things when, you know, they discover or realize that, you know, the loved one is starting to have signs like this? What do they um, – what seems to be the most difficult thing about that? Uh,
1: I think it probably varies from, you know, person to person or family to family. People certainly struggle with with different things. What we're seeing the most or a lot of right now is that we have a lot of people in that sandwich generation who still have kids under 18 at home and who are also starting to uh, see signs of dementia or Alzheimer's in their their parents or they have their parents living with them who are in more advanced stages. Um, and that really seems to be um, quite a large struggle and something that we hear about a lot right now, because uh, you can imagine having um, children at home and trying to care for for a parent with um, health concerns and dementia. Um, and for the most part, I think we hear from folks that when you have Dementia or Alzheimer's, you're you're kind of constantly in a state of, of losing that person over and over again because they somebody might be pretty um, uh, lucid and uh, communicative one day and the next day not know what what's going on or where they are and um, you know that can really be be quite stressful and um, and really sad mm-hmm, uh, you sure. know, our our brain is that's who we are it's our thoughts and values and emotions and um, that's why we want to be as present as possible for our caregivers, and why we work every day. Our tagline is uh, that we're the brains behind saving yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that everything we do every day is to honor our constituents and their families and caregivers, because it really is um, it really is a difficult road to be caregiving for someone who has this diagnosis.
0: Yeah, I would expect that acknowledging the grief that you feel when you have a loved one who, you know, is declining mentally, uh, that grief is a a major topic for caregivers uh, and, uh, you know, what they're dealing with in, in those situations.
1: And that's one of the reasons why our support groups and our community, I think, is so important, because we want people to know that you don't have to do this by yourself. There are people who are along on the same road that you're on or who have walked it before, and we really want to make sure that, that people feel well supported and feel like they're not alone because it can be a really um, a lonely, it can feel like a very lonely place.
0: Uh-huh. And that's difficult, you know, and we weren't really meant to kind of walk this path alone anyway. <laughs> you know, we need no. support and uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, it's great to have that support, and especially with something that so uh, can be so painful. Um, yeah. Having someone to share that with or just knowing that they're not alone, that what they're experiencing is not, you know, just, you know, specifically for them, but other people have experienced the same or something similar. Yeah. You know, we all our feelings are our own, but, you know, other people have similar experiences. And it's certainly helpful to have someone you can talk to and share with that, you know, you connect with. And so that's great that you'll have those uh, support groups for that. Um, Are there any other support programs that you have? So you uh, you have the twenty four hour line that people can call. You've got the local support groups. Any other support programs you want to mention? Um,
1: We do have um, we do have something else called a a community resource finder, which is on our website, and people can go in there and type in their zip code, and once you do that, it'll pull up a list of. different resources in our own community, folks that we work with, whether it's um, in-home care or respite options or things like that. Um, and that can really be helpful for people. You can also call our helpline, and they will um, navigate people towards that as well. Um, but I think that community resource finder is is a really helpful tool.
0: Okay. Wonder, we're going to wrap up in a few minutes, but I didn't want you to share. Do you, can you share that 24-hour line with us, uh, the phone number? Sure.
1: Yeah, it's one eight hundred two seven two three nine zero zero.
0: 272 3900 Okay, great. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us that you think is important uh, that people would want to know about or need to know about? Um, when it comes to Alzheimer's, you know, I'm,
1: a, I'm a fundraiser, so you know I can't let us go without talking about the of Alzheimer's. Of course, yes. <laughs> Our fundraiser, so of course, we do have regist- registration open for that right now. It's going to be October 1st at Big Spring Park in Huntsville, and we there walks in Alzheimer's all across the country. So if you happen to be listening in from somewhere that's not Alabama, um, there's a walk near you, and it's a really great. Event um, at ours, we have music and sponsor tents and games. We even have a pet costume contest just to make things a little extra fun. So there's something for everyone, and it's uh, the world's largest fundraiser for Alzheimer's care, support, and research. There's 600 walks that happen across the country. So um, we we say it's our biggest support group of the year because it's people coming together who um, are dedicated to fighting for a world without Alzheimer's and other dementia. So uh, you can find out more about that. Um, you can just Google
0: walk to end Alzheimer's and it'll pop right up. Okay. Well, well, thank you. I look forward to getting involved in that and hopefully other people in the community will get involved and one day there will be an end for Alzheimer's. Um, so I guess that's what we're well, hoping we for. We're all hoping for every yes. day. So we're uh-huh. working hard to make sure that happens and would love for anyone to join us in that. Yeah. Well, Jen, thank you for being with us today. We really appreciate what you do and what the Alzheimer's Association does to support and Research and uh, help people that are in need uh, and who are dealing with a very difficult and challenging uh, disease. Um, so, thank you for being with us, and uh, certainly want things to go well for the Alzheimer's Association and this walk. And October first, you say, is the is the walk? Yes. All right. October first. Okay. Uh, well, thank you again, and thank you thank for listening you. today uh, to the inaugural edition of Al Senior Moments podcast that does focus on senior adult and uh, retirement age issues. And again, we're sponsored by Medicare Strategies. Uh, When you need local Medicare support, uh, call Medicare Strategies. Thank you for listening and have a great day.